Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Life in the Spirit Conference. Praise the Lord. Come on, who's excited for tonight? All right, it's about that time. We're going to get ready to worship the Lord Jesus Christ. So if we all can just bring it up, bring, bring it into the sanctuary. Let's stand on our feet. And what do you say tonight? We just go deep. We just go, we just go hard for God, like Pastor Joe said. We go hard for God. We worship him. We praise him. We come with expectation this evening, knowing that God's going to come and do something in your life personally. Amen. So join me in prayer as we, as we get ready to worship. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. We thank you for this next three days, God. You have something planned, and it's amazing. We ask that you, that you will receive our praise and worship, Father. There will be a great incense unto your nostrils, God. They will bring joy. God, we just love you tonight. Bless this night. Bless the worship. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on. This is a, this is a Friday night, and genuinely, oh, <laughs> Generally, this is a youth night, and what I like to have the youth do is come on up to the front. So if you're here and you can hear my voice, that's probably everybody in the room, come on up to the front. And man, we got to crowd it up here. Spread it out across the front. There we go. Praise the Lord. This first song is called Holding Nothing Back. And you guys can hear it in my voice that I'm getting excited about God and what he's doing in this moment right now. So with all eyes closed, I know Pastor Berto prayed. I just want you guys from your own heart saying, God, I'm holding nothing back right now. God, have your way tonight. Lord, in my heart, in this service, God, God, you are an infinite being. Lord, and I know that you can surprise me. Look, God, I know that you can do something. You can speak something, God. And God, it can bring so much blessing into my life so God we pray for every person God from the youngest to the oldest God from the tallest to the shortest Father we pray Lord, that you bless them in this place in Jesus name
Salvation sounds.
the time is up for chasing shadows. We'll sing you gave the world. You gave the world a lot. You did, Lord. Point a hope. A hope that shines beyond tomorrow. Shout it out. Your love goes on. Your love goes on. Come on, sing. You carry us. You carry us. You carry us. When the world is waiting. You cover us. You cover us. With your endless rays. Oh. Your love is relentless. Your love is relentless. church right now with just your own words no karaoke screen involved here would you just tell the Lord what he means to you in this place come on just begin to lift him up in this place the Bible says that when he is lifted up he will draw all men unto him so right now we magnify the name of Jesus and it's in that name that demons tremble come on that sicknesses are gone come on that chains are broken so we come to you, Lord, and we ask, God, that you do only what you can do in our midst, amongst us, for your church. Your love is relentless. Your love is relentless. everything that we do, God. In this service, God, we always seek to give you praise, give you glory. Have your way, God. Savior, I come 
quiet my soul Remember Redemption's hill Your blood was spilled For my ransom Everything I once held dear, I count it all as lost. And lead me to the cross where your love's poured out. And bring me to my knees, Lord. Down and rid me of myself. I belong to you. See you as I. You were as I tempted and tried. Oh, you are. The word became flesh, born my sin and death. Now you're. Everything I once held dear, I count it all as lost. And lead me to the cross where your love's poured out. And bring me to my knees, Lord, I lay me down. And rid me of myself. Your love's poured out, Lord. Bring me to my knees, Lord. I lay me down and rid me of myself. I belong to you, Lord.
closed in this place but right now this is a house of worship and we're declaring to an almighty powerful God that he can have his way right now and for those who are new to this or maybe you haven't worshiped like this in a while God is in this place and so just with all eyes closed so that there be no distraction from your neighbor or from what's happening around you we're going to do what this song says. Lord, lead me to the cross where your love is poured out. God, bring me to my knees and lay me down. Rid me of myself. I belong to you. Come on, if you feel the Lord leading you, I'm just going to ask you that you would just go to your knees just as a sign of surrender unto the Lord. You know, the bowing of a knee, it's, it's very historical as, as giving honor, as exalting somebody if you kneel before them. You know, times in the times of kings, when you would stand in the presence of a king to acknowledge that he was a king, that his reign was supreme, that you have entered in his dominion, you would stand before the king. You just couldn't walk any sort of way and high five and, you know, give hugs. You would have to kneel before the king. And so right now, we say that, Lord, you're king. Jesus, you reign supreme. And you died and you rose again. You reign supreme here. We give you this time. Holy Spirit, we don't want to move any further without you leading. We ask right now that you lead us closer to Jesus. All across this place, Holy Spirit, I pray that you would baptize everyone here with your power. Pray that you would give them a revelation of your son, Jesus Christ. Lead us close, Lord. 
Lead us closer. We don't want to do religion, God. There's plenty of people who are good at that. We don't want to be good at religion. We want to be good at loving you. Lead us closer and closer for every person here. Lead us closer to you. Lead us closer to you, my God. Bring me closer in your presence, God. Closer to you, closer to you. to you, my God. Holy Spirit of God, bring us closer to you. want to be closer. Oh, I can hear your thoughts. Oh, when I can hear what you think of me. I want to be closer, I want to be closer to you, to you, God. Oh, draw us near, draw us near, God. Draw me near. Draw us to me, draw us to me, Lord. Draw us to me, draw me, me, draw me, me, yeah. Draw me, me, yeah. Draw me, me, yeah. Draw me. On every voice, just declare, draw me, yeah, draw me, yeah, draw me, oh Lord, draw me close to you, draw me, yeah, draw me. Come on, lift up a shout of praise in this place. Come on and draw us near, Lord. Draw us closer to you, God. Come on, as you feel Jesus, just stand to your feet and just bless him. Hallelujah. We worship you, God. You are worthy. Just tell him in your own words, we love you. Hallelujah. Draw us near. Oh God, trust me, oh I love you, God. There's no one like you, Lord. Thank you for what you're doing, oh God. 
just worship. Yes. Tell them in your own words or sing the song. Either way, come on, just go hard after God. Hallelujah. We love you, Lord. We're so thankful for all that you've done. You are beautiful. Fill us with your joy. Fill us with your peace. the Lord a big hand clap of praise come on can you shout hallelujah amen I want you in an attitude of prayer to find your way back to your seat we'll greet one another in just a moment bands you're dismissed I need you here sister Lauren you're awesome the band is awesome too by the way but I want you prayerfully to find your way to your seat because this conference is not another church service we're not trying to preach to you again or you know just do it to do it. We want you to be impacted by this weekend. So I'm going to ask, keep that light off for me, please. I'm going to ask everybody on this side to come into the middle and just fill up the middle sections. Alberto and Jared, the ushers. Can you, can you hand these out? Ishmael, would you help them? We want to get you guys a packet, and this packet is going to serve for two purposes. Number one, it's going to be your notes for everything that's being preached to you this weekend. It's got the schedule, the speaker, the notes, everything is right here. That's the first purpose. The second thing that it's going to serve as, as is your journal. Because I want you to be empowered this weekend to hear from God. That's the greatest thing you can get out of this conference, is how to hear from God. Would you put up the title, please, with the, the speaking engagements we have, sir? Life in the Spirit is the name of the conference because we prayed and believed that at this time what would infect us the most, infect us and effect us the most, it would infect us like a good Holy Ghost disease. I don't even want to say disease, but you know the word infection. It would get into you. And in, in that infection, it would effect you to do something, to be something. To do what God's called you to do. So life in the spirit means you're going to get infected with this Holy Ghost. He is going to come on the inside of you and change you. And when he infects you and changes you, it will affect your daily living. Write that down so you don't forget it. Somebody Twitter that. Come on. This whole weekend, hashtag life. Everything you want to put on Facebook or Twitter, hashtag life. That's what we're going under. Blow it up, by the way. Let people know you're getting life, life, life. Hashtag life on everything. Amen? Now, here it is. Boom. Your workbook. Life in the Spirit. And we're going to read the whole text in journal before a preacher ever gets up here. Why? Because we want you to know it from God's voice before you ever hear it from a man some people thought that life in the spirit was going to be emphasizing spiritual gifts that's not the emphasis though the boom shakalaka power of God will be here but the emphasis of life in the spirit is being led by the spirit in all that you do and like I said he is going to infect you and he is going to effect you
Here it is. Washed in the Spirit tonight. It's going to talk about the Holy Spirit just washing you, cleansing you. Do you ever feel like when you're living in this world, you just get so icky and it's like the television, the news, your friends, the gossip, what's going on in your past and the fears of the future. Do you ever just feel like you just want to take a Holy Ghost shower? Just, oh, just wash me, Jesus. Do you ever feel that way? It's like, Lord, just get the junk out of my mind. Take out the negativity. Take out the fear. Take out the bondage. Well, tonight, we're going to talk about being washed in the Spirit. The biblical terminology is sanctification. To be made holy. To be washed. To be cleansed. That's tonight. Tomorrow at 10 a.m. is walking in the Spirit. What does it mean to... Walk with the Holy Spirit. Like, where's the Holy Spirit going in your life, in your life, in your life, in your family, on your job, with your dreams? Where is the Holy Spirit going? Right? Where's He going? The Holy Spirit is trying to get us all in the direction of God. The Holy Spirit is trying to get you and me and everybody on his path walking with him we don't see a yellow brick road and it won't always be singing in the rain but if we stick with him if we walk with him he will never leave us nor forsake us he will encourage you through every trial you face somebody say walk in the spirit thank you and then we're going to take a lunch break tomorrow and then come back for 2 p.m for working in the spirit because how many know parenting is a job don't you want the holy spirit to work with you while you raise your kids how many know when you work on your job you want god working with you amen gentlemen we, we get the fans out today let's air it down a little bit please thank you let's give it up for the ushers who will be serving all this weekend amen i see some of you already fan and we got fans for you we got them coming and then sunday morning the day of our baptism and picnic. We're going to have normal church, but I'll be finishing this series, winning in the spirit, and then we're going to go to this parking lot. You see the cross out there in our back? We're going to show this neighborhood why that cross is out there. We're going to put a baptismal pool right up there on the platform. We're going to baptize everybody here that wants to get baptized. If you've been baptized before, but you walked away from God and you want to make a fresh commitment, we want you to do that. If some of you were baptized as children, but you never did it as an adult or a teenager, we're going to baptize you. What do I have to do? Just show up. We'll preach to you Sunday about what to do. And if you haven't got our seven-step book yet or talk to a leader, they'll give you the lesson. But just keep it simple. Come here with a change of clothes, and we'll baptize you, baby. Amen? But that last service is going to be winning in the Spirit because we are called to be more than conquerors. Okay, so tonight, washed in the spirit, tomorrow in the morning, walking in the spirit, in the afternoon, working in the spirit, ending it on Sunday with a humongous bang of the Holy Ghost, winning in the spirit. Now, I want you to see the context of this series. The whole conference is in one part of Galatians right here. I want everybody to turn with me to Galatians chapter 5, and I want them to put it on the board, and I'm going to show you how to journal. And those of you who know what I'm talking about, get excited because we're making time for you to hang out with your best friend. Your friend, you know the one that they call Holy? Holy Ghost? He's the ghost they call Holy. Yeah, your best friend is showing up here tonight. Amen? So if you got a Bible, bring it every day with you to the conference. Bring your notes with you and a pen. And hopefully we'll have some of those things to lend you if you don't have any. Galatians chapter 5, 
want you to start in verse 13. Read verses 13 all the way to 26 on your own right now. And then at the back of your notes, we have a place just to journal where the lessons end and where the blank notes begin. I want you to use that section right here at the end, like the last three pages as your journal. Life in the Spirit. She is going to play this awesome music, and I want you to read this passage right now. Galatians chapter 5, verses 15, all the way down to 26, or excuse me, 13 to 26. And then I want you to journal, what is God speaking to you? Ready, set, go. As you get done reading it, just meditate. Just say, Jesus, what does this mean? What do you want me to do? How do I live this out? He will speak to you.
keep writing, but I'm going to read it out loud for you. God's already speaking some things to me. I'm kind of a fast reader, but I want everybody at least to hear it as we start this conference so we can get it in our hearts. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. Oh, my gosh. I mean, does that not blow your mind right there? You were called to be free. But do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. Verse 15. If you bite and devour each other, watch out or you will be destroyed by each other. And how many know some people in Chicago need to hear that? You fight, you curse, you cause problems, you're going to destroy yourself. Verse 16, so I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of your flesh. See, we're born with flesh from our mom and dad, but it goes all the way back to Adam and Eve. And Adam and Eve sinned, so in our flesh, in our attitude, in our way of doing things, it comes naturally to sin. No one has to tell little Lucas not to lie. He lies on his own. My baby's only like 15 months old. But you can just tell, Lucas, did you touch that? And he got that look on his face. But he knows how to say yes or no, but he'll try to deny it. No one teaches my baby how to be rebellious. No one goes to Lucas and says, when dad tells you to do something, don't do it. But he does. Why? Why is it from the earliest age to the oldest adult? We sin because it's in our body. But he's going to teach us how not to give in to the wicked things your body wants to do. It may come natural to tell lies. It may come natural to be angry and lack patience. It may become natural to want to have sex with multiple partners or be greedy and self-centered on the job. But you're going to learn, just like I'm learning from this passage, that he's telling us how not to do it. Look at verse 16. So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you won't gratify the desires of the flesh. Verse 17. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit was contrary to the flesh. Oh, snap. We see there's a battle. Flesh, Spirit. The Spirit wants something in your life and it's not what your flesh wants your flesh wants something and it's not what the Holy Spirit wants they are in conflict with each other so that you are not to do whatever you want so basically you're going to get controlled either by your animal instincts or by the power of God which one do you want to live by your instincts to slap somebody when you get mad, to be selfish, to be bitter, to gossip, to not forgive. Do you want to react in life or do you want to act out of a higher power, out of the Spirit? It's up to you. But the those who are led by the Spirit, verse 18, you're not under the law. Meaning God's never going to say, stop loving. You've been loving too much, man. man oh, I see you're breaking the joy limit. There's a law against that. No, you'll never get too much joy. Well, God will say, stop. He'll, he'll never say, you know what? You got too much patience. 
We got to put some Italian blood in you. You you lack in patience. Come on, I'll tell on myself. We Italians, we lack patience. Anybody else come from a family, a culture where you're used to being a certain way? See, but the Spirit is saying, I'm a different way. You can have as much as you want. Okay, so that's what it says. Verse 18, those led by the Spirit are not under the law. Now he's going to tell us, just in case we're a little slow, because some people, they don't understand what sin is, even though the Bible says it's written in our conscience. We know what sin is. But he says, the acts of the flesh are obvious. Just look at your neighbor and go, obvious. I mean, come on, if you don't know, you're not being real to yourself. You know, because God gave you a conscience. The acts of the flesh are sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery. All of that is what you see now in music videos. Homosexuality, lesbianism, homosexuality, bisexuality, sex before marriage, touching, juking, or just romanticizing with people that you're not married to. So it doesn't matter if it's a sleepless in Seattle kind of way of romance or Lady Gaga. The world is perverting what God said. It's called immorality. It's, it's called impurity. And it's called debauchery when you start adding substances to it, like alcohol and you get drunk in that cray-cray. Are you listening? idolatry idols why well, pray i pray this the, the mother of guadalupe i i pray to, to this and that no no idols can't have any well i like to have the buddha in my house because it looks good next to the plants no you can't have any well this bracelet of harry krishna this this thing i got from my yoga instruction no idolatry no witchcraft Hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, everything you see on the Real Housewives of Orange County. Are you guys with me? Everything you see in reality television, God is saying, opposite, opposite of the Kardashians, opposite of hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, it's all about me. Dissensions, factions, all of that, it's obvious. Envy, drunkenness, orgies. Look at your neighbor and go, Ugh. I had to read it. I'm sorry. It's in the Bible. Can't skip over the Bible. I mean, are you with me? Got to read it. But there was somebody sitting in the back of the class going, well, what about orgies, Paul? Paul's like, come on. You know it's wrong. Now look what he says, just in case he forgot something, right? What about smoking a blunt, man? What about, what about you know, to being on the job all the time and just working hard for the money, you know? Greed is good. And the like. Envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. So anything that's like this, you got to avoid. It's of the flesh. Come and say amen. Thank you. I warn you. We're warning you. Paul warned us. He said, I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. This is what this whole week's about. We want life in the spirit. We don't want life in the flesh. If you came in here living in the flesh in any way, it is okay. You're in the right place. But we want you to leave out here changed. We want to leave out here changed. I haven't got drunk since I got saved. Now, there may be some things on there, envy, that I've dealt with and I need to lay at the cross. God's going to change that in me. But I can already testify that he's already changed me from other things. I don't look at pornography and orgies anymore. Anybody going to keep it real with me this weekend? Hello? I'm not debaucherous anymore. See, these things change in your life. And some of you, you're fighting with others, and in factions, that's going to change this weekend. You're going to get along. You're going to forgive. You're going to stop being a hater. And if people hurt you and you're genuinely hurt, you're going to forgive them. You're not going to say, I 
forget or it's okay, but what you're going to do is say, I forgive. I just forgive your evil because I don't want your evil in me. How do we get rid of evil that people have done to us? We forgive them. If you don't forgive evil that's been done to you, you keep it in locked tight in, in a chest, like a treasure chest. It's locked, buried, and in there, man. Once you forgive, all that pain, it goes. You may have to forgive them for the rest of your life every day when that memory comes back. But I promise you, that buried treasure or that buried garbage of pain will not be in your heart anymore. It will be out there, and you will keep it out in Jesus' name. Has anybody ever experienced healing yet? Come on, we got some people have been in some of these things before. Healing comes, does it not? And would you trade your healing for anything? I wouldn't trade my healing for anything, man. Sometimes people want to bring you back there. It's like, no, I ain't going back there with you. You're not worth it. This conversation's not worth it. Sometimes you just have to say, I'm not entertaining that because I've forgiven and I'm moving on and I'm leaving it to God. Amen. But now look at this. Everybody say, but. Aren't you glad that Paul put a big old but in this passage? I love biblical big butts and I can't deny. All them mother brothers, you know what I'm saying? I love a big Bible, but because if all he was telling me was don't do this, don't do that, don't, you know, just, just sit in church all the time and read a hymnal, I, I couldn't relate to that. I would do it because he's God. He could tell me to jump on one leg and balk like a chicken. I would, but I, I just honestly, the way I'm made, I wouldn't relate to that. But I'm so glad that our creator knows us better than we know ourselves. He says, this is what the flesh wants. But now this is what the Spirit wants. And when I read that list of the Spirit, tell me, is this not really what we all want? The first thing he says is love. What's the first thing of the flesh? Sexual impurity? Debauchery? Well, what are people doing that for? Because they really want love. So he's saying, don't get that the fleshly way. Get it the spiritual way. Look for love first, then you'll find a spouse. And then love each other as Christ loves you. And you'll stay in love, and then the sexual thing will complement it. But if you only have sex and not love, it's just, it's just bodies in motion, baby. Love, joy, peace, patience, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there's no law. Look at your neighbor and say, get it while the getting's good. Man, I'm going to get some love. Shh, don't tell nobody. I'm going to come up to this altar. I'm going to get me some joy. Don't tell. You don't got to worry about stealing it. It's yours. There's no law that says that you got to stop having so much. And then there's no law that says you can't have more. You can double dip in it if you want. Come on. You can take some home. You can give it out and make it rain. You can go on your job and go, I got some joy, joy, joy down in my soul. I want to tell you guys, what, what did you do this week? Well, I went to a Cubs game. I went here. Well, I went to church and I got joy. I got peace, patience. Against such things, there is no law. Verse 24, those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. The Bible says if you've accepted Christ, the flesh should be dead to you and the spirit alive. And that's what we're going to learn how to do this weekend.
We're not going to keep killing it like some horror movie, you know. Keep talking about our flesh. Keep talking about our problems. No, we're going to keep talking about Jesus. And we're going to keep talking about what he did for us. And we're going to talk about it until we believe it. And then when we believe it, we're going to walk it. And we're going to live it. And we're going to testify to it. Are you listening to me? Because if you work the word, the word will work for you. If you put it into action... If you start today and you say, I'm drawing a line in the sand, devil. I'm breaking up with you. I'm sending you back the engagement ring. I'm giving you back your jacket. The bear you got me at the carnival. Devil, it's over. Joy is now mine. Healing is mine. Patience is mine. I'm not, I'm not living back here anymore. Those who belong to Christ Jesus. Does anybody here already belong to Christ Jesus? We will have an altar call at the end. You may need to get it. But if you already know you belong to Jesus, this is for you. And it's been crucified, your flesh, with its passions and desires. Here it is. The key verse for everything will be saying. But now you know the context. Here is the key verse. Verse 25 for the whole conference, every message. Since we live by the Spirit. What do we live by? The Spirit. Let us keep in step with the what? the spirit and let's not become conceited provoking and envying each other i'm just going to pray one more time and ask you to journal pastor adam's got a wonderful word ready for us it's going to come but now that you've heard me read and explain it we're just going to let god speak i want you just maybe to prophesy whatever's on your heart sing a melody of heaven and just let god know your intentions for this weekend and let's start with believing it's been crucified because we belong to Christ. Come on, right now, two minutes, sister, just bring us into the heavenlies. Write down what God may speak to you. Thank you. I am free. Set me free. I am free. satisfy my soul you satisfy my soul there is none like you sweet Jesus King of Kings and Lord of Lords I adore you King of Kings Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Isn't God good in this place? Come on, give the Lord a hand clap of praise if you agree. Thank you, Sister Lauren.
Appreciate it. My name is Pastor Adam. Uh, for those who that don't know me, have never seen me, uh, hi. <laughs> uh, I'm the youth pastor here at this ministry, and every Friday we have our youth services, and we meet at 7 o'clock. And uh, tonight we're not having our meeting because we're having our conference, and uh, God has um, been speaking to my heart, uh, preparing me to share with you today. Uh, I love being a pastor uh, because you get to talk about the same thing over and over and over again, and it never get old. Amen. Jesus Christ never gets old. So I'm going to pray, you know, for one more time for everybody in this place that we be in the, the same heart and the same man, mind so that we can be ready to receive what God has for us. Amen. I mean, you guys can close your eyes as I pray. Father, I thank you for your Holy Spirit. It's already here. Your presence is here, Lord. And God, I pray, Lord, that you would use me, that you would anoint uh, my words, God, uh, to, to speak to your people, Lord. God, use my mouth, use my mind to describe, to say, to so adequately uh, uh, project to the people your heart and what you want for them. We give you this time, Holy Spirit, have your way in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen, amen, amen. I'm the, I'm the type of pastor that, you know what, I'm finding it more and more and more as I preach more that I'd like people to respond when I'm preaching. You know, I like people to shout me down and be like, hey, that was good. I mean, don't say a lot. Like, hey, man, that was good. You should say that. It, just like, amen. Or, man, yeah, wow, praise God. So even if you hear the name of Jesus, be like, amen, okay? So I like that response to know that you're alive. Is that okay today? Amen. Here we go. Let's try it again. Is that okay today? Amen. It's getting better. Amen. You know, I want to talk to you today about being washed in the Spirit. You know, this entire week we're talking about life in the Spirit and we're going to have several services. And, and I pray that this week you wouldn't come here saying, like, I heard that. I've read that verse before. But that you would be anticipating God's power to manifest in your life. That when we read the word of God, that the Holy Spirit would bring the power of God to enable us to live it out. Amen. They wouldn't be words on a screen or words that we've read, that we memorized, that they've lost their meaning to us. And so that's my prayer today, that God would touch you with power. Man, what would it look like if the church was touched by the power of God? I just pray. See, I'm not going to get into that. I got a whole sermon. I can just talk about the power of God, but I'm not talking about the power of God. But that's my prayer for you guys, okay? If sometime during the service you, you feel God touching your heart, I mean, we're going to pray at the end of the service today. And, and we're specifically praying, like, God, you just, you just do something in our hearts and lives, specifically being washed in the Spirit. And I hope, uh, by God's grace, to explain that to you. And let's, wait, no, let's waste no more time, and uh, let's go ahead and get right into it. Being washed in the Spirit. You know, this conference, we have a, a logo, like not logo, but a saying that we're going with. And, and this is what it means to have life in the Spirit. To be empowered and led by the Holy Spirit in all ways, to always live a life pleasing to God. Amen? That's our heart and that's our desire. Amen? So we're going to read this one more time, Galatians 5.25. If I can have you all read it on the count of three in your nice, loud, outdoor voice. Here we go. One, two, three. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. 
Amen, 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 amen. Washed in the Spirit. You know, I had a fun time preparing for this. Um, you, know, uh, you know, I've been saved for, a, for some time. I grew up in a Christian home, had parents that loved God. I mean, everywhere you would walk in our house, you would see scriptures everywhere. I mean, on the, on the refrigerator door, there's a scripture. I mean, you'd go, you'd wash your hands, there's a, there's a scripture on the wall. I mean, you'd go up to your room on your bed, mom would leave a scripture on the pillow. I mean, you couldn't run away from God, even in your house, even if she's like, I'm not going to church. I walk into the bathroom, magazines about Christian living, scriptures everywhere. I'm like, man, you know, I come to this and like been living for the Lord for some time and washed in the spirit. And when I first thought about, man, being washed in the spirit, I got to preach about it. I got to talk about it. Man, that's like old news. I gave my life to the Lord already, and I got to try to make it seem exciting to the people so that they can get excited and so that at the end we can get all teary-eyed and we can pray and I can feel good about myself. <laughs> and as I was beginning to get into the word of God, God's spirit spoke to my heart. He said, not so fast, Adam. You don't know it all. <laughs> yes, Lord, I don't know it all. You see, when God uh, speaks to me, I'm a manly man. You know what I mean? I, I love the Lord. I love playing sports. Um, you know, I, I sometimes like wrestling um, if I know I can beat the person, uh, you know. And so I, I just enjoy life. And, you know, when I get in the presence of God and God touches me, I just become like a little baby. Not that I become immature, but I just begin to cry and just be like, oh, hold me. I mean, that's what the power of God can do to a man. That's what the power of God can do to a woman. And, and so... When we come in here, let's, let's all put our, our sense, we're like, hey, you know what? Been there, done that. And let the Lord speak to you, amen? So wash in the Spirit. If you guys can open up your Bibles with me to 1 Corinthians 6, and we're going to be reading from verses 9 through 11. First Corinthians 6, verses 9 through 11. And as you guys follow along, you know, we have these scriptures in your notes and you can begin to uh, fill in uh, the blanks and you can follow along, take notes, uh, write down what the spirit of the Lord is, is uh, speaking to you. So let's go ahead and read this. And this is where we're going to preface, you know, this sermon. And this is going to be our starting point here. First Corinthians 6, 9 through 11. If you don't have it, we have it up for you on the screen. It says like this. Or do you not know that wrongdoers will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor the adulterers, nor, nor men who have sex with men, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor slanderers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And that is what some of you were. But you were washed. Somebody say washed. Come on, you were sanctified. Somebody say sanctified. And you were justified. Somebody say justified. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And by the blood of the Spirit of God. I love that. You see right there at the end, you were washed. 
You were sanctified. You were justified. Many of you guys can read that and miss the wealth of knowledge and revelation that's in that. What's really happening there when Paul said that? I want to give you a little background of this scripture. Uh, why is Paul writing this? And he's being led of the Spirit of God to, to say this to the church in Corinth. And you got to know the church in Corinth. You know, uh, we wish, I wish I can say like, man, the church of Corinth was doing awesome things. They were going after God. They were living holy and pure. But man, if you read this letter, Paul begins to talk to the church. And he's addressing carnal Christians. Somebody say, what's that? <laughs> You guys, amen. I like that. What's that? You guys are fast. What's a carnal Christian? It's, it's someone who's accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, but they're living by their flesh. They're being guided by their desires, satisfying their own wants. And so God is addressing them through Paul. And he says, hey, don't you know the wrongdoers will not inherit the kingdom of God? Then he gives this list. And he says, hey, that's what some of you were. Remember that. That's what you were. But you were washed, sanctified, and justified. Man, a lot of what I'm going to be telling you today, it's going to seem like it's too good to be true. I said, really? Could you say that? It was that? He, he must have made a mistake. I caught him. No, it's, it's the gospel. It's the good news. You ever had a moment like that where you thought something, it's too good to be true? Ever had that? Like, what? All right, there's a scam somewhere here, huh? How much do you want? You want my paycheck? Ah, that's what he wants. You want my firstborn? No, no. I remember, like, I've had plenty of those times in my life, not with Scripture, but more so, like, as a young man growing up, you know, you, you just find your way in life. And I remember one day my dad took me to work, and, um, you know, I'm just following him around, just trying to stay out of his way. And I'm like, oh, cool, Dad. And he's working in Oak Brook, and he was a VP of a company. And, you know, it was just like the man. I used to follow my dad, like, man, he's talking to that person. He's talking to that person. And then it just got to a point we're like, okay, I'm tired. I, I need something to do. So my dad put me at a computer, and I remember I was just playing games online, doo -doo -doo, you know, minding my own business. I believe I was 10 years old at the time. And, uh, you know, dude, what all 10-year-olds do, you just enter the internet and just play games, racing cars, whatever. And I just remember, like, going on the internet and, and surfing different things like cars. You know, you don't know what you're doing, so like, I've never been on the internet before. Cars, different things come up. And I remember this advertisement coming up. And what it said is, you've won $10,000. Click here. I'm like, I literally was like, oh my gosh, like, I got to keep this to myself or everybody's going to want it. So I didn't even go to my dad. I'm like, he's going to want my money. This is mine. So I begin, I click on it. And different things begin to open up. I'm thinking nothing of it. I'm just like, whatever. I got the $10,000 in, $10, in my hand in the bank. And, and so I begin to fill out these things and like, are you so-and-so? And I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Okay, put your information here. Adam, yeah, this. And then it got to a point where it's asking for social security. And I'm like, I don't know that. I'm going to have to tell that. Oh, I got to ask him for it. So I go in his office. I'm just like being just kind of nonchalant about it. I don't really want to tell him what's happening. And I'm like, hey, dad, how are you doing? He's like, hey, son, I'm busy right now. I got I to gotta phone me. He's like, yeah, I'll just wait for you when you're done. I'll sit here. And he's looking at me. He says, I'm all fidgety. He's like, hey, you know what? I'll call you back. And is everything okay, Adam? I'm just like, yeah, um, um, everything's okay. Dad, what's my social security? Uh, <laughs> why, why are you asking? It's like, uh, you know, I, I think I have one and I, sh I should know it. He's like, yeah, but why are you asking? What makes you ask that question? <sighs> Dad, um, I won $10,000. 
I want it. <laughs> Saw me. <laughs> and he's looking at me with this smile like, oh, Adam. And I'm like, you see, I, I didn't want to tell nobody because I figured like I'd have to share because it's not my cubicle. I'm using somebody else's computer. Dad, he's uh, <laughs> like, son, I want you to go back and I want you to exit out of that. Dad, why? It's, it's, it's fake. It's it's not real. Dad, you're just saying that. Like, no, I literally put my name in this. Like, you put what? Yeah, they asked me, like, security code. What's the name of your first pet? I didn't have a pet, so I put, you know, whatever I put in. And I just remember, he's like, son, don't do that. And I thought to myself, like, man, this is it's too good to be true. And you know where we're going to get into the scripture today? You're going to find out that, man, everything that God says in his word, it's not some sort of, like, hoax to try to bring you in, to woo you emotionally. This is the work of the Lord. And I believe that as I speak to you guys, you guys are going to begin to be drawn in, not by what I'm saying, but by the power of the Holy Spirit. And he's bringing you closer. He's bringing his church closer to Jesus. And so this is our heart. We don't want to be carnal Christians. We want to believe the God and take it for its word. Washed in the Spirit. Amen. You guys can follow along with me. Point number one. The blood of Jesus washes away the sin of the world. That was a good point to amen me. <laughs> Hello. The blood of Jesus washes away the sin of the world. You know, growing up, I, I grew up in a Spanish-speaking church. Um, you know, and, and so I kind of grew up on, on uh, novelas where I learned Spanish through novelas because my parents, they were ta ta teaching us English, you know, uh, and they wanted us to speak it well without having accents. And, uh, and I just remember, like, singing old hymns in Spanish. And, you know, when you're young, you're able to absorb a lot of things. So I knew every song that we sang in church in Spanish. I was a young, I was like singing in Spanish. You, I mean, if they start playing the jingle now, I'll be like, hey, this is what it is. And, and I just remember this one song, and we, we'd have like uh, joint services with the Spanish congregation and the English congregation. There's this one song that kind of tripped me out, and it talked about nothing but the blood of Jesus. And I'm like, okay. See, I grew up in a Christian household. You knew that Jesus died on a cross for the sins of the world. And... Uh, you know, the lyrics of the, the song kind of were the things that got me thinking. Um, and it goes like this. What can wash away my sin? What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. You see, I had a primitive uh, idea of, of that. Like, blood? Like, every time I saw my own blood, it was a bad thing. Okay? You're growing up. You fall. You scrape. You're like, ow. That hurts. There's blood. That's not good. I shouldn't see my own blood. You feel me, right? You know what I'm saying? So the idea of like blood washes my sin, doesn't that get me all red? And like that makes no sense. I'm like nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Open up your Bibles with me to Hebrews 9.14. We have it for you up here on the screen. And it says it like this. Hebrews 9, 14, how much more then will the blood, somebody say blood, will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself unblemished to God, cleanse our consciousness from the acts that lead to death so that we may serve the living God. Amen. Man, you know what this is talking about? Get this picture that God died on the cross for our sins, not because it was the cool thing to do. It wasn't the cool thing to do. You know, dying on a cross, that was reserved for Rome's, like, worst criminals, those who went up and uh, usurped against Rome and the government. 
And you got to realize this, that, man, the blood of Jesus washes away our sin. Do you know where that started? You see, God in the Old Testament, for some of y'all that don't read your Old Testament, y'all only read the New Testament, like, that's the good stuff. The Old Testament's full of good stuff, too. But here it is. The Old Testament talks about a sacrificial system. You see, Adam and Eve, they were in the garden. God said, don't eat the fruit. They eat the fruit. What happens? They sin against God. The Bible says that when sin, when it is full grown, it gives birth to death. See, at that point in time, death came into the world. And, and let's be honest, death is everywhere. It doesn't matter if you're a Christian. It doesn't matter if you're a pastor. You know, it doesn't matter if you're a lawyer, the president. Death is everywhere, and we're all affected by it. And that's a result of Adam and Eve. And see, God seeing our depravity, God seeing our nature, that we rebelled against him, God seeing our sinfulness, he could have been like, hey, I'm done. Scratch that, start over again. But God, who's rich in mercy, he decided, no, I'm going to be patient. I'm going to go after them. See, the whole thing about Christianity is not us chasing after God, but God coming to us. So I bid you tonight that, man, you know, you're probably thinking to yourself, like, man, I got to be chasing after God. That's not what's happening here. Let your eyes and your mind be open that God is pursuing you. Me? I haven't been in church in months. He's pursuing me? Yeah. He's pursuing you. So the sacrifice system. You know, one of the things that God had to do to teach the people, like, hey, sin, you don't want it. You don't want nothing to do a part of it. Like, hey, stay away, okay? That's no good. I don't know why I had that Italian accent. It just came out of me. Maybe because he was saying something about Italian, and I'm craving Italian food. I don't know. Some of y'all want to take me out afterwards anyways. Okay, so, you know, God would say, hey, listen, stay away from sin. Stay away from it. Hey, you know what? And when you sin, if you sin... I want you to do this. There was a sacrificial system that God had set up that when the people of Israel sinned against God, okay, they would go and they would take an unblemished lamb, okay? They didn't take the lamb that had like a crooked leg and they take the one that was barely dying. They took a young, pure lamb and they sacrificed it to the Lord. You see what that means and what that is implying. You see, back in the day, people didn't have cars they didn't have the type of economy that we have today and so when you are offering a lamb that's basically what you have that's how you survive that is your life savings that is your um um, um, the way you get around per se and so it's like god saying hey listen when you do this that's a serious thing take one of your lambs offer it to me it's like man it would be the same, like, man, something that you value, something that you hold precious to yourself, like your car. You know, put in today, like, man, God, you know what? I sinned against you. Sacrifice your car. What, what, burn it up. God, burn it up. Like, what? We wouldn't even think about that. But back in the day, God was teaching them a lesson. Somebody say, teaching them a lesson. You stay away from sin. So that every time the people did this, this is what it was, uh, this is what it was, uh, was symbolic of. That blood... The shedding of blood was necessary for the forgiveness of sins. We're going to find that out. But that's what that means. When you sinned against God, take this lamb, take it, bring it before the Lord, sacrifice it. As, as, as a way of saying, hey, listen, Lord, 
I'm repentive. You're not going to go up there and sacrifice a lamb and be like, oh, this is nothing to me. You're like, oh, my gosh, I, I have to do this. Lord, forgive me. God, I, I, I do this in repentance. And, and so let's keep on moving. Hebrews 9.22, it says just that. In fact, the law requires that nearly everything be cleansed with blood. And without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. I'm, I'm getting somewhere with this. The Bible says that without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. You know, you ever do, did something against someone where, you know what, man, it probably hurt the person. It, it could have been a close family friend or maybe someone that you've been knowing or maybe you just met, but you guys have great friends. So, so think about it like this. Like you ever done something against somebody and they've held it against you? Where they've just literally just became bitter. It's like, I'm not forgiving you. Door closed. Forget it. I'm moving on with my life. You're not a part of it. The Bible says that without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. But good news. <laughs> Jesus Christ shed his blood on the cross. So what does that mean? God, when we come to him, he's not like closed door. You, you can't talk to me. You're not like me. You can never be like me. You can never be in my... No, he's like, no. Come here. I want to forgive you. Do you know that God's position towards a sinner is not as many as people would think? Like, man, he hates him, wants him to burn right now. If God can send him, he'll send him to hell right now. You know, many of us, we would think that, read that in the scripture, that man, God is a holy God. He's a just God. He can't dwell in the presence of sin. He hates sin. The Bible talks like that. And so we get the same impression that, man, when I see someone who's disobeying the word of God, man, somehow I have the same heart as God, so I hate them. And we may think sometimes in, in, our, in, our, in our futility of our mind, thinking like, man, God must hate people who sin. When God is so rich in grace and mercy that he looks at them through the son of Jesus Christ and says, I'm willing to forgive you. Come to me. You know, it's always so hard to try to come to somebody that's always, you know, you don't have that good relationship because something's happened. When you're around that person, it's just like, you're in the room. So you stay on the opposite side of the room to try to avoid eye contact. Like, I'm not going to talk to them because if I do, it's going to bring up old memories. I'm looking up. Oh, they made eye contact up. Oh, yeah, they're upset. They're coming my way. I'm gone. See you later. I'm leaving. The no, no, you see, God's not like that. God is looking down. He's saying, man, who wants it? Who wants it? And, and so you got to realize that God wants to wash us of our sin. Anybody here take a shower this week? Praise God. If your neighbor is not raising your hand, we got bars of soap that we are handing out at the altar call. <laughs> kidding, kidding. Think about it. Like, you know when taking a shower, that is a good thing. How many of you guys are happy that your neighbor takes showers? Maybe not today, but maybe the day yesterday. And, and you know, it's good to clean yourself. You know, not in all cultures it's like that. I had my fair uh, share of, of cultures that don't believe in showering every day. Maybe that's just me. I like being clean. I mean, every day I wake up, I'm like, I'm getting in that shower. Doesn't mean doesn't matter if I'm going to like get dirty, play baseball, go in mud. Doesn't matter if I'm going to go work out. I just got to be clean. And you know what? God wants us to be like that. God wants to wash us. You see, the purpose of being washed is so that you can be clean, that you can be cleansed. God wants you clean. God, you want me clean physically? Yeah, he wants you physically clean. That's optional for you guys, depending on what you, how you want to live. But, but I'm telling you, God wants your soul, your conscience to be cleansed. 
That's his desire for you to be washed. Amen. And so let's keep on moving. Washed in the spirit. Point number two. The Holy Spirit sanctifies the believer. The Holy Spirit sanctifies the believer. First Thessalonians 5, 23. It says this. May, the, may God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, we're going to highlight that word sanctify. You know, Pastor Joe was touching on it just a little bit earlier before I came up. Sanctify means to be made holy, or in other words, to be set apart. To be set apart. And that is so important in the life of a Christian, in the life who says, I believe in Jesus Christ. Because you know why? When God washes you of your sin by the blood of Jesus Christ, he sets you apart. You see, the purpose of us taking showers is to be clean. Okay? So many of us, we don't take showers. Hello. We don't take showers and walk out into a pile of mud and cannonball right into it. And then go back in and say, I'm going to be washed again. I'm going to be jumping. No one does that. So this word sanctify means to be set apart. The Holy Spirit of God wants to set you apart from your life of sin. The mess that got you in that place, the mess that got you, or the lifestyle that got you in a place where you were an offender towards God and say, man, you know what? I want to set you apart. I want to make you holy. Man, many of us, that can be so obvious in our lives. Like, for example, when you come to the Lord, it's like, man, you know what? I was in gangs. This is not my story, but just for an example. Man, I was in gangs, and, and I used to curse out my parents, and I used to do this, used to do that, get drunk. You know, get, I get, you know, I can't do that no more. You know? God sanctifies you. You know? How about even the things that are hard to see on the outside, maybe hearts of the condition, mindsets? God wants to separate you from that. You know? You know, the kind of mindset that says, that's the way I am. That's just the way I'm always going to be. It's, it's in my nature. No. God wants to make you new. He wants to make you holy. He wants to separate you. Man, I think that when the church can realize that, man, God wants to make us holy, not only realize, but allow God to do that. Think about it right now. What is God trying to separate you from? Well, Adam, you don't understand. I've been coming to church for some time, and God doesn't separate me from anything. No, not true. Uh, by the grace of God, I am 24 years old, and I'm a youth pastor. I've been pastoring for the last, it's going to be three years in November. Uh, praise God. And I just remember just walking into that office, preparing for my sermon, for someone who thinks they know it all. I'm just walking back there. Been to Bible college, all right? Traveled around the world, preached to, to the nations, okay? I'm back there in, in the office, and Pastor Joe walks right in. I'm preparing for my sermon, thinking like, man, I got to know it all. I got to feel it all. I got I to be ready. And within two sentences, the Holy Spirit uses him to just deposit a word in my heart. And I just begin to break down. I'm like, oh, it was so good. See, if you're saying to yourself, man, you know what? I know it all. I, I can do it all on my own. God wants to sanctify you from that attitude, from that mindset. See, sanctify is, is a good thing. We don't look at it as a thing like it's only for the people who got it messed up. 
God, sanctify me from my wrong thinking. God, sanctify me from my pride that creeps up whenever I feel like I know it all and I can do it on my own. God, set me apart. You know, 1 Peter 1, 15 through 16, you have that in your notes. It says it like this. But just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it is written, be holy because I am holy. There's, there's no room for like, man, what did he say? The Bible doesn't say, but just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it is written, sometimes be holy because ain't nobody perfect. Hashtag YOLO. No, it didn't happen like that. The Bible is very clear. Be holy because I am holy. It doesn't say try. <laughs> it says be Ever, do you guys ever realize, I mean, you can sometimes in, in your mindset get to a place where just it's so much anxiety, get to a place where it's just like, how did I even get here? It, even within your, your body, your mind, you're just troubled. Everything you can do that with the word of God and say, man, I can be holy because God is holy. I can be separate in what I do, sanctified, to be set apart, to be made holy. You know, let's go back to the passage in 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 11. You know, I want to highlight some of the things that Paul is saying to the church and to people here who think, man, you know what, it's pretty easy. Just say a prayer, fill out this sheet, you know, come to this conference, get dunked outside. Hey, life is good. I can go back to doing what I was doing. And Paul kind of addresses that. He tells him like, hey, do not be deceived. Hey, don't be misled. When God sanctifies you, he sets you apart. See, you have a responsibility now. Somebody say responsibility. Yeah, it's, it's your responsibility. Point to your neighbor and say, it's, it's your responsibility. Come on and point to your other neighbor just because they think they might get away and say, yeah, it's your responsibility to walk worthy of the call. Lead a life worthy of your calling, the Bible says. So because now you've been made aware, God washed you. He sets you apart. Now you know. You're not like, hey, you know, oops, oops, I did it. No, we're not going there. <laughs> For some of y'all that don't know it, bless you guys, but that's back in the 90s. We ain't going there. Hello. But God says, hey, be holy. Be set apart. Now be responsible with that. So what am I responsible for? You're responsible for surrendering to God. That's what you're responsible for. Yeah, you got to come to God whenever you feel like your will fighting against his will. Whenever you've been doing it, your I got to own that. I got to give that to God. God, separate me from that. Make me holy. You see, a lot of the people today, we get into the church and we embrace the message of grace. We embrace the message that God washes us of our sin. No sin is greater than God can, can wash away. And we realize that, man, hey, I'm, I'm good if I come to Jesus. But we got to get into the mindset that God wants to make us holy. He wants to separate us. We're, we're not, because we're in the world, we're, we're not like the world. What would it look like if the church... This side of the man. And everything that I do, whether in family, whether on the job, you know, whether in my conversation with friends, whether on my free time, if I can be holy, 
It doesn't mean that you're going to run to a cave and, and just get in a deep devotional, get in a deep uh, a state of being. We're just reflecting. I mean, you can do that. But just be holy as he is holy. Be set apart from it. Don't be deceived. It's your responsibility to surrender to God. And as I say that, I believe the Holy Spirit is leading you guys. He's prompting your mind of things you need to surrender. And there's going to be a time of prayer at the end so that you can do that. So we learn to be washed, okay? Take a shower, okay? Be set apart. Don't go back to the dirt that got you in that place in the first place. Now we're looking at justified. Paul said, he said, hey, listen, that's who you were. Sexually immoral, the swindler, greedy, idolater. That's what you, that's who you were. You've been made new. You've been washed. You've been sanctified. And you've been, somebody say justified. Justified. You have been justified. What does that mean? You know, one simple way to remember it is this. I got this in Bible college. Justified, you can remember it like this. It's justified, never sinned. Boom. Some of you guys are receiving that. Just your face is like, oh, just kidding. <laughs> Justify just as if you never sinned. Let's read in Romans. Romans 5, 1. This justification. It says it like this. Romans 5, 1. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We are justified through Christ, by the power of the Holy Spirit. Let's read that one more time. Romans 5.1. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. I love this because it reminds me that in my shortcomings, when I lose my temper, when I sin against the Lord, and my thinking, speech, or behavior, I can remember God's position towards me. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, through faith, we have peace with our God and Lord Jesus Christ. You know, I love that. You know, sometimes uh, we get into these places where, man, we accept Jesus Christ. And I can tell you firsthand, um, you know, I grew up in church. And, uh, you know, I remember I'd never heard uh, the messages about Jesus being preached until I came into a service led by that man, Pastor Joe. Uh, I mean, he was preaching, and I have never seen a white guy so excited about Jesus. I mean, he was sweating. He was jumping. I mean, he was, and I was like, whoa, what does that guy got? Like, he's just probably being excited, but it was all the time. I'm thinking this week he's going to be a little tired, a little sluggish. I'll catch him off guard. No, and I'm just like, what's going on here? And I just remember there was so much more than what in my mind kind of like fit into like the picture. Like this is Jesus. This is what he wants to do. And when he touches me, I'm going to lift my hand like this. Okay, that's it. That's not how it goes. And, and so you know what? Understanding justification, understanding how this works. Watch this. Justified is a divine verdict of not guilty. It's, it's, it's getting there for some of you guys. <laughs> it's getting there. Justification, divine verdict, hey, not guilty. You guys ever been uh, to a court or had to do a jury duty? You know, yeah, I was actually at court one time, and I was actually the one at fault. Uh, you got pulled over <laughs> uh, for stopping or not doing a rolling stop. I'm pretty sure I stopped, but the cop said otherwise, so I'm just going to go with him. So I went over to court, 
And the whole thing was this. It's like if the cops showed up, then you had to pay the ticket. You were guilty because it was his word against my word. And, of course, they're going to go with the cop because he's the one with the authority to make those calls. So I was really hoping, man, I hope the cop doesn't come through because if the cop did not come through, not guilty. So there's people before me going after me, and they had all these different things. They had tinted windows, and they had all these fines. And it's like, hey, is the cop here to, that arrested you, gave you the ticket? No. Hey, you're free of charge. Go, you can just get your license back. I'm like, sweet. I hope I, that happens to me. I hope he's not here. And I'm looking around. I'm like, I don't see him. I'm like, praise God. It's funny because I was actually going to go then to, uh, to New Orleans Mardi Gras, my first Mardi Gras to preach the good news. So I'm over here playing the man, Jesus, if you love me, <laughs> you will spare me from this. Because Lord knows I can't afford that. So, so here we are, and, and I'm waiting, and I'm watching people are just letting go like nothing had happened. I'm just like, whoa, that's awesome. And so I'm waiting for my turn, and lo and behold, someone walks in, and I'm like, man, that probably looks like the guy that caught me. Let's just see. Sure enough, I got up there, and they said, Adam, these are the charges. This is what it is. The witnesses, this is the verdict. The verdict was I had to pay for the ticket, y'all. <laughs> tear, tear, tear as I think about it. But no, this is kind of like the idea. When you're in a courtroom, you don't get the sense like, hey, things are kind of loosey-goosey here. I mean, the judge was there. And she was reading out boldly, firmly with authority. This is what it is. She was giving sentences, and she was letting people go. And she had the authority for that. So I remember sitting in there just like with nervousness. I'm like, whoa, what's going on? This is what justification means. Think about it like this on a bigger scale. In heaven, God the Father is the judge. And we're all going to have to give account for our life. Stand before God. Not, don't think like, man, my neighbor has a good, he doesn't go to church. No, your neighbor is going to have to give account for his life to God. Okay? So we're all going to stand before God. And, and so here it is. This is our rap sheet. Anybody in this church has never not sinned. So if, if you've never told a lie, if you've never sinned, raise your hand. Some of y'all slick by going back here like i got to scratch my neck. No, it ain't happening. It ain't happening. And the list goes on. You guys think like, man, you know what? Just one thing when I stole this when I was four years old and I did that. I mean, the list goes on of the things that we have against God. Our sins. And you can imagine going into a courtroom like that, and when you know when the, the verdict is going to be, like, I mean, the evidence is against you. The Bible says this, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. It's not like a small sin, big sin. Sin separates you. Sin leads to death, an eternal death at that. So you're in that courtroom, and you're standing before God. And you're thinking to yourself, like, it's it. I'm done. I mean, there's the devil and he's basically knowing everything that I did wrong because it was his fault. <laughs> no, it's not like that. Like, you made the choice, and there it is, all the things you did against God. Like, I can't believe it. And lo and behold, Jesus steps into the courtroom. And Jesus acts as our eternity, attorney. And he says, hey, that right there, he's my son. He's not guilty. I paid his debt. You see, the, that person right there, that's, that's my daughter. Not guilty. I paid the debt. I paid it with my own life. He's free to go. Free? Uh, free? You're free. Where to? Heaven. Where the streets are made of gold and the gates are made out of pearls. That's where I want to go. Hello? 
you're not guilty. See, justification is a legal term. It describes what God declares about you. He declares that you're now guilty. And you see, justification, I love this. It's more than a simple pardon. Because a pardon alone will not give us merit towards God. When God justifies, he assigns divine righteousness. Christ's own infinite merit then becomes the ground in which we stand before God. So we don't just leave like he just forgave me. No, now my inheritance is Christ's inheritance. And you know what God thinks about his own son? Do you ever think that God has, Jesus has a bad day where God the Father looks down at Jesus and be like, you know what, you want to see God's face toward his son Jesus Christ? Here it is. I mean, I'm trying to smile. I'm trying to be happy here. When, G- when God the Father looks at his son Jesus Christ, he is smiling. He is never disappointed in his son. And when we believe by faith that Jesus died on our cross, we are then assigned the same, uh, 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 the same character, not the same character, but the same uh, uh, sentence as Jesus. Life, justified, not guilty. Jesus took our sins. I love that. I love that. I can't lose. <laughs> I can't lose. When, in my shortcomings, and when I can't do it on my own, man, I feel like I've lost. But when I look to Jesus... And I'm reminded of his love and his grace and his mercy. I come to him, Lord, sanctify me. I'm justified because of you, through you, by faith. And see, the Holy Spirit, this is what he does. He, Jesus, that was about 2,000 years ago, right? Jesus, the Holy Spirit brings the power, the resurrection power, the life to us, to every believer. Life by the Spirit? I think so. I think so. If we can have Lauren come on up here. Ben, would you come? I'm getting ready to close. Let's, let's read this next scripture. Romans 5.18. As you guys are following along in your notes, we are justified through Christ by the Holy Spirit. Romans 5.18. Consequently, just as one trespass resulted in condemnation for all people, so also one righteous act resulted in and justification, and life for all people. Hey, not guilty. I give you life. I give you my goodness. I give you my grace. And I love that because, um, you know, the song sometimes is sounding too good to be true. You know, it's too good to be true. What do I have to do? Believe in faith. And let the Holy Spirit come into your life and change you. Let him wash you. Let him sanctify you. And he justifies you because of Jesus. Man, whenever I get to a point, I'm thinking to myself, it's too good to be true. I'm reminded of the simplicity of the scripture. And this is my word. If we can stand... In closing, have you been washed of your sin, church? See, I'm not talking just to the people who come in here without a relationship with God or maybe they have some hidden issues. I'm talking about have you been washed of your sin, cleansed by the blood of Jesus? If you're a first-time visitor here or, man, you've 
walked away from the Lord for a time. This question is posed to you. Have you been washed of your sin? Have you been cleansed by the blood of Jesus? Hey, there's enough to go around for all. (laughs) Is there enough blood for me? Did he die for me? He thought of you. Individually, personally, he thought of you. How could he? He's God. You mean so much to him. What areas in your life can you surrender to God? In closing, ask yourself those questions with all eyes closed in this place. We're not looking around. No distractions here. What areas in your life can you surrender to God? Church, this is the word. Be holy. Be separated from it. Man, Adam, it sounds too good. I just can't. You can't. You don't understand the pressure, the guilt, the shame that I feel. If I go up there for prayer, it's my first time. I don't know what to do. I just can't. This is the good news that God reaches out to you. His grace is sufficient. His grace is sufficient. With all eyes closed in this place, we're going to end in prayer. Amen. I can just see by some of your faces that the Holy Spirit is just moving in your heart. And this is what we're going to do. We're going to end this time with prayer. And church, I just want us to just seek the Lord right now. But specifically, if you need to be born again, if you need to be reborn, if you need to be washed of your sins and accept Jesus Christ, go back to the things you once did at first. Give your life to God. Give your life to Jesus. This is what I'm going to have you do. If that's you, I just want you to slip your hand up and put it back down. Come on. Hands going up. Come on, just put it up and put it right back down. It's okay if you want to rededicate it. Hey, you know what? You may feel like, you know what? That's for you, but you've been coming to church. It doesn't matter. God's grace is here for you. Amen. Being washed in the Spirit. Amen. And if you're saying to yourself, hey, listen, I I just need to be holy. God is sanctifying me from things in my life. He's changing my attitude. He's changing my heart. He's He's separating me. He's making me like him. Come on, this is for everybody in this place. We're going to pray right now. I just want to pray for you. And if I can have some of my leaders here. We have leaders that love Jesus to live a life that's, you know, worthy of the calling. And we want to pray for you guys, not to say that we're better, but say that we've been there. We know what it's like. We know what it feels like to be on the outside looking in. To think, man, that's so good. Is that true? Can that be true? So if you raise your hand, if I can have some of the women leaders up here to help us out. And guys, would you please spread out to the front? Come on now. With all eyes closed, if you raise your hand and say, man, Jesus, I want to give my life to you. Man, would you take a step of faith? Would you take a step of faith with us and, and say, man, this is it. There's no turning back. 
I, I want it to be settled in my mind, settled in my heart. Come on. If that's you, I want you to take a step of faith and leave your seat and find somebody up here at these altars. We want to pray for you because the Holy Spirit is ready to wash you, to make you whole, to sanctify you. God is in this place. He's here. Come on, take a step of faith. Who else? There was more hands that were raised. Don't be ashamed. God says, I'll take that too. If you're afraid, hey, I'll take that too. Come to me. Come, come, come. My grace is sufficient for you. Come, come. Let me wash you. Come, come. Don't think about your reputation. Come on, don't rest on your laurels. Don't rest on your knowledge. Come, come. Rest in me. Find your strength in me. Come. Jesus. 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 Come. Come. Come on. Come on, we're going to take our time here. There are more hands that were raised, and I just want to encourage you. God is doing something here. We're believing that this week your hearts would be in tune with the Holy Spirit and that power would come your way. There's no shame for those who are in Christ. You know that feeling sometimes of, hey man, if someone found out of the life that I led, I'd be so ashamed. God wants to take that from you. For everyone else who's at their seat, I just want to make this call towards you and for you. Oh, what, what would it look like if believers said to themselves, I'm going to take God for his word. I'm going to stop reading it. Try to be holy whenever you can and read it. Be holy because I am holy. Church right now, for those who are in their seats, you're praying. I want you to think of some things that God is separating you from. That God is prompting your heart saying, hey, this cannot be. This area in your life, I want that. That area in your life needs to change. Listen, it can be an addiction. It can be a habit. It can be a mindset. Hello? It can be pride, anger, jealousy. Fits of rage. Yeah, rage. It's not good. God wants to take it from you. Hello? And let's believe God for a powerful. When we come up here, God will change our lives. So this is what I'm going to do. On the count of three. And it's okay if you're up here and you're waiting for prayer or you're just praying. Listen, if, if you're serious about going to the next level. And being holy with the Lord. I want you to leave your seats. I want you to come up here, and I want you to pursue God. And I'm believing that the Holy Spirit would come and he'll baptize you with power. You're not going to do it on your own. This is what we're here for this weekend. Holy Spirit, come. Give us power. Give your church power. So here we go. One, 
because God is holy. Two, and requires us to be holy. Three, come from your seat. If you desire holiness, if you desire more of Jesus to be more like him, come from your seat. Come, come, come. Lord, I pray that God, you would make your church holy. That God, we would move in power. We would move by your spirit. Lord, come and have your way in Jesus' name. Come on, let's get in the presence of God right now. We break every shackle. We break every chain. The Word of God has been delivered. The Word of God has been delivered. If you just want to make a place at this altar, just do it. Come on, don't just stand there. Let's make this an altar to God. Step out of your place and just raise your hands if that's all you know how to do. And just say, God, change me. Make me like you today. Make me like you. Come on, just raise your hand. Some of you are new to this. Some of you are from the youth group. Come on, press in. Jesus. Jesus. Come on, just raise your hands and say, Jesus. Wash me. Cleanse me. Right now, those that know you're cleansed, begin to speak in other tongues and call down the fire of God in this place. I believe there is a breakthrough that we need to have in this place right now. Come on. So if you need Jesus, raise your hands. The rest of you, just begin to speak in tongues and believe God with me for a breakthrough. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, Robocota, Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 Hallelujah. Jesus, Jesus. Now I want you to listen to me, some of you right here, especially some of these young people. I don't want you to be embarrassed because I have a microphone, but I want you to listen to me. Some of you have been having nightmares. Some of you have had evil come into your room. Some of you have had thoughts this is not just for the teenagers but especially for teenagers listen to me of suicide this is for everybody i want you to understand there is a satanic fight for some of you right now for adults and youth but thank you youth for looking at me and i want to break it off of your life in the name of jesus nightmares evil you just feel it in your house you feel it around you and you hear these thoughts either to cut yourself to hurt yourself I feel it in this room I just need you do me a favor just move this way for me please I don't want you to be embarrassed but if that's you I want you to come if you've got some junk right now come on stand right here I don't care who you are if you're young or old I don't care if you're a pastor if there's nightmares if there are physical attacks look at you I can see right now the devil see this is what I'm talking about 
Come on, who else? The devil doesn't want to let go of you, but he's letting go of you tonight. That's the word. Are you with me? And you know that, but we're going to pray that over you. But there's a few more. Some of the adults, listen to me. Adults, if you felt like quitting on your family, if you've been addicted to something, come on, brother. God's going to do it. God's going to do it. Listen to me. If you felt like quitting on your family, if, you, if you're addicted and you're just like, I can't get free from this. You need to come up here right now. Come on, let her come. She wants to come. I want everybody to come. Stand shoulder to shoulder. Face me. You stand right here. Come on, you want it right here. This is deliverance. Just shoulder to shoulder. I need an usher. Come on, bro. Let's pretend like we've done this before. Shoulder to shoulder. I want everybody to look up at me first. We're going to sing and praise. We're going to jump, dance, all of that. But this is business time. I want you all to look up at me. Jesus loves you. Come on, let him get in right here, please. But I feel it in my heart, man. I feel there is a tug of war for those of you that are coming up here right now. And I want to tell you that it is in these uh, the scriptures. It's like it's too good to be true because the devil is fighting back. And we are going to bust his head wide open. We are going to break the chains. We are going to set you free. You will be free today there has to be a day where you say this is it and this is it man this is it this is it i will never 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 go back and if that is what you all want today if that's what y'all want god's going to give it to you but if it's just one if it's just one of you i promise you you're going to be happy you came up here ishmael i need you just to move a little bit to the side come on this brother needs to stand right here now this is what I need you guys to do back here. I need you to start praying in tongues and stretch your hands towards these people right now because the devil has been trying to stop you. The devil has been fighting against you. Is that true? Do you feel that the devil, like evil, has been trying to come against you? Do you feel it? Do you feel it? In what ways have you heard thoughts, addictions? What ways has the devil come against you? Just anger? You get actions? Come on. Do you want it to stop? Do you believe God's bigger than the devil? Do you believe Jesus loves you? Okay. Everybody that's up here, I want you to look now into your heart. Close your eyes and say this with me. Jesus is the Lord of my life. Satan, you have to go. Come on, you're confessing Jesus over your heart right now. The devil will not be able to dwell there anymore or over your mind. Now say this with me. Holy Spirit, set me free in Jesus' name. Now say what you want to be free from. You've got to name it today. You know what it is. You know what it is. Don't mess with it. Do not pretend like you don't know what it is. You have got to tell the Lord and let the devil hear you what you want to be broken off of your life i want perversion to go i want suicide to go i want anger to go i want depression to go i want addiction to go whatever it is you tell it right now you let god hear you holy spirit one more time everybody here say holy spirit set me free from this you name it right now come on name what you want to be free from now when i say when i say be free in jesus name satan will loose you satan will loose you and then i'm going to lay my hand on you and i'm going to say be free 
and if you feel a tug of war you just let go and let God if you gotta cry you cry you fall whatever happens you let happen but we are gonna take authority over every one of those spirits right now so just raise up your hands with me and say Jesus by your blood through the power of your spirit set me free right now right now right now be free in the name of Jesus I bind up every lying spirit every suicidal spirit every addiction spirit I bind up the spirit of divorce I bind up the spirit of suicide and depression anxiety of fear of perversion I bind it in Jesus name saints pray in tongues sing that song come on now be free be free in Jesus name be free be free freedom freedom in our nombre Jesus Cristo Espirito Santo freedom 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 you are free 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 in the name of Jesus I bind you temple lose him lose him right now right now say this with me never again come on say never again will I belong to the devil never 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 you heard him Satan lose him right now right now if you're free just say it say I believe I'm free I believe it who the sun sets free is free indeed is free indeed your past is over your future starts right now the devil thought he had you but God delivered you hallelujah 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 freedom 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 be free be free Satan lose him every part of him every dark place you've hidden in his life every attack against him I break it I break it in Jesus name freedom freedom when you know you got it say I'm free freedom freedom be free never again never again Jesus sets you free the power of Satan is defeated everything that was done to you by your family every hurt you've held in your heart everything that they've said about you is broken in the name of Jesus broken in the name of Jesus he says you're his son he gives you his righteousness your father will never leave you nor forsake you you have an inheritance be free be free freedom 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 I need some women to help me pray right here freedom never again sister never again never again things that were done in secret God says he knows about and he says it wasn't your fault and he sets you free he sets you free the devil tried to destroy both of you but you are free in the name of Jesus be free be free be free freedom he loves you God loves you 
He has a plan for your life. The devil tried to defeat you, but he can't. Jesus brought you here to wrap his arms around you, to purify you, to wash you, to cleanse you, to give you a hope and a future. Come on, just say, Jesus, I believe. Come on, even in your tears. Say, I believe. Woo! You're a daughter of heaven. I need a sister. Keep praying for you're a daughter of heaven. It doesn't matter what others have done to you. You're a daughter of the King. Come on, pray, church. Oh, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's the power of God over you right now. That's the power of God. You lying spirit, you lying spirit of witchcraft, you generational curse, we break you in the name of Jesus. I know who you are, and I hunt you down. I kick you out of this woman's heart. She will be the mother that God called her to be. Satan, you loose her. You loose her now by the authority of Jesus. Jesus is all over you. Come on, raise your hands and say, I'm free. I'm free. The pain of the past. What people have done to you. So many of women, these women have been hurt because the devil's a perverted devil. But you are free from his lies. You are free from him. And you are washed. Washed. Everything is new in Jesus. Everything is new. Come on, just say this is the line in the sand. Say it's today. Say my hour has come. Come on, believe it right now, girl. Your hour has come. Come on. You're not on the broken merry-go-round of the flesh and failure. Hallelujah. You've come for such a time as this. You've come to experience your destiny. You've come to experience the blessings of God. And nothing, nothing will hold you back. Come on, say nothing will hold me back. I'm giving it all to Jesus. I'm giving it all to Jesus. Oh, no, 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 nothing, nothing will hold me back. Nothing's going to hold you back. I pray for everything the devil's taken, everything the canker worm, everything the locust has eaten up, and everything the devil has told you can't come back a hundredfold. It's a lie. God is plowing your heart to have fresh seed planted for a fresh harvest. A fresh harvest. A harvest that the devil knows nothing about. The harvest that's not like the past. It's not like the one you had before and lost. It's a new harvest. Everything in Christ is new and fresh. Just believe it today. New, new, new. Satan, loose him. Loose him. Loose him. Loose him. Loose him. Loose him. Loose him right now. The fire of God is over you. The fire of God. Fuego! Jesus, send them, God. Send them without the hurt, God. Send them without the shame, God. Send them, God, without the guilt. Send them, God, without the fear of rejection, without the abandonment, without the fear of failure, God. Send them as a conqueror, God. Send them, God, as your warrior. Send them as your David. In the name of Jesus, Satan, I command every one of your death blows to stop. <laughs> 
and cease in Jesus name every one of your death blows against this man I command to stop in Jesus name angels camped about you now brother God is with you God is with you mighty warrior mighty warrior the Lord is with you Woo! If you have not got prayed for, keep your hands raised. One of our altar workers will get to you. We're going to sing a new song. But right now, those of you who have been set free, just start to bask in his presence. Sing something about how he loves us. Because I want everybody here just to raise their hands now with us. Now that we've gotten that taken care of, we can all with a clear heart woo, worship Jesus in this place. I felt that there was that evil, but I feel that has gone from so many of you, if not all. And if you feel you still need it, we will pray with you because Jesus loves you. Come on, just thank him for what he's done in this room already. Christ alone, the cornerstone, the weak made strong. In the Savior's life. Come on, let's sing it out. Through the storm, He is Lord. Oh, y'all new ladies right here. Y'all need to sing this. I promise you. Sing it from the beginning for her. Christ alone. Christ alone. The cornerstone. The weak. He makes you strong. In the Savior's love, and through the storm, He is Lord, Lord of all. Come on, everybody, lift up your voices. Christ Hallelujah. Christ alone, cornerstone, weak made strong. In the Savior's love. He is the Lord, Lord of Come on, let's teach him the verse. Y'all got to sing this verse. It will just bless you. My hope. My hope is built on nothing less. Come on, that's how you walking out of here, right? On Jesus. And Jesus' blood and righteousness. Come on, baby. Yeah. I dare not trust the sweetest frame. The sweetest A girl frame. will let you down. She looks sweet, but she'll let you down. The holy trust Just trust in Jesus. Jesus. One more time, because these young people got to get it. My hope is not in Lady Gaga, Justin Bieber, not my family. My hope is in Jesus. In Jesus' blood. And righteousness. That's what makes us right, is the righteousness of Jesus. I dare not trust. The sweetest friend. Hallelujah. The holy trust in Jesus. In Christ, Christ alone. The cornerstone. The weak made strong. In the Savior's love. Through the song. And He is Lord. Christ alone, the cornerstone, 
weak and made strong in the Savior's love. But through the storm, He is the Lord, Lord of If you believe Him, give Him 30 seconds of praise right now. Yeah. Hallelujah! Lord of Come on, clap your hands. Give Him a shout. Lord of Hallelujah! If all you can say is thank you, Jesus, say thank you, Jesus. Woo! Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Glory to Dios. Hallelujah. Come on now, just the voices with the guitar. Come on, Christ alone. In Christ alone, cornerstone, weak made strong, in the Savior's love, through the storm, He is Lord, Lord Come on, just one more time, from your heart tonight, Christ alone. So low, cornerstone, weak made strong in the Savior's love through the storm. He is Lord, He is Lord, Lord Now, would you just quietly make your way back to your seat as this song plays in the background? And get out your journal. This is a good place to end tonight. You girls, you three girls here need to get loved on today, big time, even before you go. We love you. But I want you to make your way back to your journal. Bands, you can go except uh, Adam. Let's give it up for Pastor Adam preaching to us tonight. Amen. Chris, would you grab that table for me, brother? Thank you. He asked some questions at the end of his message. Would you look at those notes right now? Thank you, sir. And would you take your time to fill those out? That's enough lights right there. Thank you, brother, because I want privacy. I don't want anybody looking at somebody else's notes. I can tell you what God's going to do tomorrow because he's going to take off from where he left off right now. And tomorrow he's going to fill us up so powerfully. So you do not want to miss it tomorrow at 10 a.m. Because I'm sensing right now I could go for another hour. But we would all be tired tomorrow. And I don't want you just to receive the spirit from men and women of God who have worked hard. No more lights. Please shut off this light and the other light you just put on, please. See, some of y'all just, you, you saw me snap and just go after it in prayer. But you, you got to understand, that's not what I can do for you tomorrow when you're by yourself or tonight when that devil tries to come back. When I first got set free, like many of you up here, man, I just had the devil attacking me when I first got saved. And when I got set free, the devil tried to come back when the preacher wasn't around. 
So what are you going to do? You're going to say the name of Jesus. And you're going to say, get out of my life, Satan. Go in Jesus' name. And he will learn eventually. I want everybody to just look up at me for a second before you keep writing. Because I want to just speak this truth of deliverance to everybody here. Imagine if you were walking to the bus and there was a stray dog that was coming to you. And let's say the stray dog looked nice, but you, you, know, it looks, you know, it looks can be deceiving. So you start being nice to the dog. And then all of a sudden you want to get on the bus and the dog wants to get on with you. And you start telling the dog, no, no, I, you know, stay here, puppy, stay here, you know, whatever. You don't come on with me. And then the dog starts to growl. Well, you're not going to talk nicely to that dog anymore. You know you got to get on the bus, and this dog is starting to fight. So you got to look at that dog and take authority. Anybody know about the dog whisperer? You got to take authority. You know, that's how he does. He does little noises and he points at him. Well, you got to point to that dog and you got to say, No, you're staying here. I'm going there. And that's just like the devil. He'll try to come back and he'll look pretty. He'll come in the form of a boyfriend, girlfriend, pay raise, your friends, the TV show, whatever. And he's going to come like that. He's going to say, hey, can't we just hang out a little bit? Can't we just do a little bit of sin? And if you treat him like he's harmless, he will destroy you. The thief, the Bible says, the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy so I was praying for the brother here, Josue's brother, with the beard. I'm telling you, this is a God moment for you because the devil, he's only going to increase against you his attacks. Just hear the preacher today, man. God is sparing you from that. But if you say, no, I'm going to, you know, this is just church stuff. I'm going to go back. I'm telling you, it will get worse. The last time I talked to my sister, I told her the same thing. And I'm not trying to scare you. I'm just being real. I told her, I said, Jenny... God's doing something. you got to go with God. She didn't listen. She died drinking and driving. Pastor Berto just lost a friend two weeks ago. Maybe Josue knows him. He was out drinking. He got drunk again the other night. But when he passed out, he choked on his own vomit and died. We have to understand when God sets us free, it's for freedom. We better stay free. And so when that little devil comes and he comes tempting with that internet pornography or he comes tempting with that selfish ambition because it can happen, you say, in the name of Jesus, you get away from me. I'm going on without you. I'm going forward without you. I'm leaving you behind. Amen? And so let me just say this to everybody here. Keep your freedom. Write it down in this journal. Even if you didn't get prayer tonight, write it down what God's done in your life in the past. Never forget it because the moment you don't think you need him, take heed when you think you stand because that's when you're going to fall. Did I get y'all's attention on that? Amen. Write some good stuff out there. Write some good stuff right now. Pastor Adam wanted to ask you, have you been washed from your sins? Yes or no? This is page five of your notes. What areas in your life... Or what are the areas in your life that you can surrender to God? And just say, God, I'm, I'm putting it here on the, on the altar. I'm leaving these areas. And there was, there was some great deliverance that came over the young ladies. You, young ladies, I'm not going to preach about it right now. I just want you to see some of our young ladies before you go to really understand what God's doing in your heart. Just talk to some of the ladies. And then list three people you know who need Jesus. So you know people now, they're not washed. They're not justified. 
They're not sanctified. Oh, but don't you want to see them washed? Is there anybody in your life that you just want to see washed by the blood of Jesus? I want my neighbor, Steve, to be washed. His wife, Shell, his daughters. Oh, God, I want my neighbor to know you, Jesus. We got to learn this from you, God, not just a preacher. Take a few moments right now to do it if you haven't already. Can I know that by you just standing and worshiping with us? We're going to get ready to close, but we're going to leave the worship band up here. So band, when you're done, can you come up? They're going to sing a few songs. We're going to just leave this you know, place open for a time of prayer and the lobbies for fellowship if you want to hang out. But I would say if you just want to worship and go deep with God, please stay. You know, we'll let you pray by yourself or if you want someone to pray with you, if you want to come with your family. So they're going to play a couple songs. We'll dismiss them to the lobby. But let's just sing. You got the second verse there, the other one? We're going to sing this right here. Just stand as you feel you've journaled enough, and we'll get ready to go. When darkness seems. When darkness seems to hide his face, I rest. I rest unchanging grace in every high and stormy gale and every high and stormy gale my anchor holds my anchor holds within, within the veil when darkness when darkness sees to hide his face when I rest I rest on his unchanging every high and every high and stormy gale my anchor holds within the veil on Christ alone in Christ alone the cornerstone weak made strong in the Savior's love and through the storm, He is Lord, Lord.
Amen. Would you hold somebody's hand? We're going to pray as a family. I'm going to ask this future SUM Bible College student who brought his family. Brother Josue, would you come and close us out? Jose in prayer today. Let's give it up. I know you're holding hands, but let's clap. I'm sorry. Let's just clap because he brought his whole family today. Now you can go back to holding hands. Man of God, man, I just, just want to tell you, man, God looks down on you from heaven and is so pleased with what you're doing, man. And what's happening in your family is a miracle, bro. You know, we've been praying for families for so long, and so you just see this. Family, we just love you. We're sorry we're embarrassing them right now, but for us, we're honoring them. Right? This is honoring. Brother, would you just maybe share two seconds about what God's doing in your life? I don't want to put you on the spot. And then just pray that God will do that in all of our families, that tomorrow and the rest of the, the, the weekend, we'll just get all of our family here, brothers and sisters. Honestly, I'm just, just so humbled. What comes to me right now is the power of prayer. I mean, I mean, it wasn't just, oh, please, God, bring my brother home. Or It was, God, please, on my knees, please bring my brother home. Please bring my sister, my mother, my father. In Jesus' name, bring them home. And I commanded them to come home. Come on. But you have to believe. I mean, I didn't just ask, oh, you know, yeah, please bring them home. No, devil, leave my brother alone. He will come home. He will be a man of God. Come on. I'll just finish it up before I get too fired up. <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's Jose, not Josue. Sorry. <laughs> I caught it at the end if you notice. Good catch, good catch. All right. Father, we bow our, bow our heads. I ask that you, you keep us humble. You keep us broken at the foot of the cross at all times. That whenever, whenever we get too prideful, whenever I think I'm too good, whenever I look at somebody like I'm better than them, like we are better than them, that you may humble us, that, that, we, that we are servants above all, that, that that is our job. Thank you for setting the perfect example. Imitate us, imitating Christ. And we pray these things in mighty Lord Jesus Christ's name. And the church said, amen. amen. Come on. Amen. Make sure you greet Jose and his family as you go on your way out. And if you want to worship, take another dose of the Holy Ghost. This band's going to rock it after party. Come on. God bless you. You're dismissed. Have a great night. can wash away my sins with nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Sing nothing but the blood of Jesus And all oh, precious is the flow That makes me white as snow And no other fount I know Sing nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can wash? Oh, what can wash away my sin? Go sing it out. Sing nothing but the blood of Jesus.
What can make, what can make me hold again? We sing nothing but the blood of Jesus. And don't precious is the flow that makes me white as snow and no other fire.